0: All right guys, chapter 9 of The Great Cholesterol Myth coming up today.
1: Ooh, this was a doozy. Yeah.
0: It's it's probably um I was just telling Jerry. It's almost like the prior eight chapters were laid out for this one. It's where they kind of button it all together. Yeah. Right? So, I guess in looking back, they started out with basically saying Quit staring at total cholesterol numbers. They're not the indicators you
1: want to pay attention. And they even alluded to quit staring at LDL, you know? Sure. Right. You know, but total cholesterol. Yeah. That was right out of the gate. Like this is a crap number. Yeah. And they gave
0: us a lot of data and a lot of studies and a lot of reasons why that stuff doesn't matter. Right. Right. So the title of this one, the real cause of heart disease, um, They start out with kind of a, a I don't want to call it a fun story, you know, but um, did they give the guy a name? I don't think they gave him a name, but um, they said, imagine an eight-year-old kid, right? And um, he eats an apple, I think it was, and the sugar spikes his insulin Mm -hmm. and um, the insulin delivers the sugar to the muscles and the muscles happily soak it in right because this kid's gonna be riding a bike and playing on the monkey bars right whatever whatever right um they said fast forward and this kid is now a 30 something year old dude right and he wakes up he's got a stressful day ahead of him a lot of work to do he's got to deal with the commute and he stops i think they said what for a pumpkin spice latte and a low-fat blueberry muffin Right, and um, I think in the example, the the latte had um, forty nine grams of sugar, and the low fat blueberry muffin had twenty nine grams but of he, sugar.
1: He equated it to forty Hostess Ding Dings or <laughs> something. <and> <laughs> right,
0: right. Uh, this dude just ate the equivalent of, of ten packs of Ding Dongs. Right. <laughs> so, um, and again, comparing him as a child to him as an adult, the muscles. The insulin spiked. The muscles went, what are you doing? Right. We're going to sit at a desk all day. Right. I don't want this. And the insulin goes, no, please take the sugar and burn it. And the muscles go, no, we don't want it. Right. And they turn off. And the insulin goes, well, I got to take this load of sugar somewhere. And it deposits it as fat. Right. Um, So, what are we kind of describing here is the onset of what they call insulin resistance.
1: So, I, 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 so you said at the end of that, it just struck me not to cut you off or remove train of thought here, but I think that that's why long term fasting works so well because it takes that insulin and it deposits it as fat. And when you go on an extended fast of 48 hours or 72 hours, your body has an orderly way of removing that which they previously couldn't deal with. Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. I just think that that was kind of an interesting segue for... For that. So you've painted a picture. You know, is this learned behavior by the body? All right. The child, the, the, I say that about my kids. My kids can eat whatever they want. Is it, is it good to set them up for bad habits like that? No. But, when my son gets done with school where he was active and did P.E. and did sports at school and then he's in school all day messing around with all his friends and then he gets home and he hits the gym and then he has batting practice and then he does something else and then he runs around the house acting like and a moron, he's
0: going to grow three inches in the next 12 months.
1: His body is a little more capable of dealing with insulin than mine is. You know, it's 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 not the the insulin,
0: it's the sugar.
1: Right, right. Right. But it's his body is going to burn that sugar, whether straight up from the blood. But even if it's deposited as fat, he's a little more capable of dealing with that than I am. Sure. That's what I was going to get. Is that a learned behavior that the body is learning that? All right. That's what metabolism metabolism is. I mean, like. Yeah, we're slowing down. He doesn't need as much as he used to. So, you know, and
0: it might be, they don't really dive into it here, but I've mentioned before, I've got a diabetic kid at home. Um, I say kid, he's a young man now, 19 years old. Um, No longer a kid. But the whole whole thing, what is insulin, right? Well, the pancreas secretes insulin, and it's triggered as we consume sugars or carbohydrates, right? To do something with the more we consume. I don't know how it happens. If it knows itself or if the brain says, hey, dump this much insulin. However it happens, the pancreas manufactures that insulin and dumps it proportionate to the sugars you're consuming. In a healthy human, your blood sugar might spike a little bit from a meal, but your body is so good – a healthy meal, I should say – is so good at keeping it right where it's supposed to be.
1: Right, right and in that What
0: range. we're doing in our – highly processed refined carbohydrate diets like that what they mentioned well how, they
1: mentioned we we did that with the omega 3s and 6s right
0: a pumpkin spice latte and a and a blueberry muffin for breakfast right that's way more sugar than the body was in time to cons- was intended to consume in one sitting no so, i agree so that's where if if you weren't sure what insulin was it is that that hormone secreted by the pancreas to help the body process consume sugar yep so very cool um you know it, it, i think back to dr ken Berry and his phrase he used ans, ancestral eating right and again how often did the pancreas have to do a massive dump not very often he talked about you know what you found an abandoned beehive and got to
1: and went know, on a bender went on
0: a bender with honey <laughs> you know Ooh, fresh berries <laughs> right right so it was very infrequent that the pancreas had to do that dump our pancreas in the in the average western diet is doing an insulin dump what five times a day right you used to do it five times a year you know
1: so anyways. all right so so we're on to um i don't know if, what you want to discuss next but mine was really talking about uh you know insulin resistance syndrome that was kind of where i kind of Looked at, there was a study, uh, Gerald Reaven noticed that insulin resistance was almost always at the center of a cluster of conditions that together greatly increased the risk for cardiovascular disease.
0: Yeah, and that's pretty much what the middle of this chapter is, right, is, is they're laying out all the different research, all the different studies, all the different ways that insulin resistance leads to the heart disease, Right. To your point is multiple doctors, multiple. um, I think one of the phrases they used was insulin resistance is to heart disease what smoking is to lung cancer. Not a 100% of the people with lung cancer smoked. But, a but about 100% of the smokers ended up with lung cancer.
1: Well, I mean, he, he talks about that this is, you know, it's just heart disease. I think that that's the very beginning, right? I mean, uh, he he goes on to say, does insulin resistance predict bad stuff happening? So it's bad stuff, not just with regard to coronary artery disease and heart disease uh, i'll read this excerpt excerpt during follow-up Reven's team observed 40 clinical events the appearance of hypertension coronary heart disease stroke cancer and type 2 diabetes in 37 people several people in the study had multiple events 25 of the 37 who experienced events had scored high on insulin resistance syndrome the others scored moderate. No one in the insulin-sensitive group got sick. Insulin-sensitive group got sick. To be crystal clear, the subjects with a healthy insulin response, those who had no measurable level of insulin resistance, suffered zero deaths or events of any kind over the next seven years. And that's an unusual supplement sample for over 61-year-olds. The odds of those results, by chance, are about 0.000, 000 One percent, And to understand the context of what I just read, he basically did a study and they followed these people for seven years afterwards. The people who had insulin resistance got sick. The other people did not. I mean, period, period. And he's saying 61 year olds get sick. That's what they do. And they didn't.
0: I think you're bringing up a good point that they speak to in that it it is often the hidden killer because. The way we measure diabetes and the way we test for diabetes, it's often you're too far down the path by the time they decide to test for it. And I forget the numbers, but it was like... You know 30 percent of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic but if you've been the ones who are not being adequately tested and I think they said it was as high as 52 percent
1: oh yeah it's 60 sixty percent and later on they go on to t- yeah. it's higher than 60 60 percent
0: well in uh, fact they they reference um, you know the, the the analogy of the guy that passes away and everybody goes, he was so healthy, you know, he exercised and, and he did this and, um, you know, that that's that hidden killer that nobody would have checked that guy's insulin resistance, um, you know, to determine if he was consuming too much refined carbohydrates,
1: right. Very, very much so. Uh, They go on to say that basically if a person has a high degree of insulin resistance then he or she has a 40 times increase in risk for heart disease. Uh, And and again, that's among the other diabetes, cancer, what, whatever else, throw the, throw the kitchen sink at it.
0: Yeah. So, Um, go ahead.
1: um, No, that's, that's fine. I just, just more stats. There was just a ton more stats on that camp, but that pretty much summed it up.
0: Yeah so that they one of the sections is titled how does insulin resistance happen in a person of normal weight and bottom line it's refined carbohydrates
1: yeah and number two i think they go into to talk about the the vegetable oils and yeah. uh you know we talked about canola oil is it's viewed as good it's horrible for you uh soybean oil vegetable oil those those are the ones that pretty much are like you know um your uh, high refined carbohydrates are number one and your oils are your soybean oils and vegetable oils are number two. Yeah. The, number one's going to knock you out. Number two is going to finish you off. Yeah. You know? Um, so they, they
0: kind of end the chapter with how to know. Um, and there's two different kind of clinical tests. The, um, the fasting insulin test and the LPIR test. Um, I guess both of those I think the fasting insulin you could potentially do by yourself, um, in collaboration with like a, a lab core or something. Mm-hmm. Um I think the LPIR you may have to have your doctor involvement. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, and then and then he goes on to talk about your triglyceride to HDL ratio, which is all right, maybe that's where I'd start. If you're if you had a basic blood right. test done and you got the triglyceride to HDL ratio and you're above two, you know, if you're two point five three three over heaven forbid you're over three. Uh, I would maybe go consider go getting another one of these other tests that they mentioned. Yep. Um, and then, um, you know, just, then I'd start looking at your diet. Yeah. I mean, it's really pretty simple.
0: Yeah. I think the way they kind of close out the book is quit looking at your LDL, quit looking at your total cholesterol, start looking at where you are on the insulin resistance scale. Um, you know, insulin sensitive is what you want to be not resistant. Um, and, uh, you know, you can test for it or like Kevin was just saying, um, you know, just look at your last blood panel and and look at your triglycerides to your HDL. It's a great indicator.
1: Yeah, I, I still don't. Uh, they, they mentioned it a little bit. You know, how did we get here again? You know, this data has been out for a very long period of time and it continues to be ignored. Yeah. Um, you know, take a look at your doctor. Ask them the tough questions politely. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they understand exactly what Let you Let me tell was, you something. Right. Yeah, I saw another one of those uh, memes or something like you know that doctors typically say, doctors nurses typically say something about you know your don't mistake, uh you know your Google degree for my medical degree and those are the doctors you want to fire. Yeah, I mean quite quite frankly, yeah.
0: If they're not, if they don't want to learn, and they're, um, I frankly have no patience
1: for. Yeah, it. they they throw up the wall. You know, I'm the doctor. You know, I went to school for twelve years. You know, you know. yeah that will elicit curse words. Well, you know, show me the research. Yeah. They, they also they also mentioned I I I I I don't know if it was in this chapter or somewhere else, but it was uh, I saw again today. It was if your doctor is not reading uh, the medical journals on a very very regular basis, they are falling way behind. You know, the New England Journal, the JAMA Journal of American Medicine. Yeah. Ton of well,
0: info. It's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. From I know Big they're farming. running a
1: practice. They're running your business. <clears throat> they they have to deal with you know insurance and all these other things, and they're trusting these. Again, I go back to they're trusting these pharmaceutical reps that are breathing down their door. They, you know, how how do they have time to understand all this information? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'd put you to the test if you don't believe me. Go on a low carbohydrate diet and see how you change. See how you feel. The proof is in the pudding. It it really is.
0: And I've never experienced failure. And I've never seen someone who's done it.
1: Yeah, never. Yep. So sugar, sugar is toxic, toxic, and we talk about sugar as like, oh, it's sugar, and sugar is not granular sugar. It's not candy. It's in your pasta. It's in your. It's in your 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 nutritional bars. So
0: I know we're short on time, but can I speak to that real quick? You're yeah. bringing up a great point in this chapter. They mentioned refined carbs, right? And then they talked about brown rice versus white rice. That was great. Neither of them are great for your. Um, Insulin, but the brown rice is slightly better, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when you grind them up? They become identical. Your body metabolizes the whole food brown rice totally different than it does once you grind it up and make it an additive into other things. Do um, so your body don't care. So, yeah, again, carbs, I'm not a fan. Refined carbs, they are of the devil, right? You know, so, um, we'll close it out. So it's interesting. I think we're kind of wrapping up the clinical-ish portion of the book. Um, they, the this last section, I think it's part three or section three, whatever, um, is they're going to kind of get into. Lifestyle, stress, and how all of that kind of plays a role. So, should be interesting. That is interesting. Okay. So, all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, questions, comments, concerns. Hit us at Snackcast at Yes Fit. Stay moving. See ya.